Got my eyes straight ahead, got my head in the game With the red light on, I'm just waiting for the change Keep my head down low Hi, I'm Jay Fallon. Thanks for listening to the Slippery Slope. So, what's been going on here in Queensland? Anyway, a few a few things are happening. Uh, interesting. Some of it a little scary. Uh, but one thing that really caught my attention, and listen, I'm not against, I'll just say it now before we start, I'm not against this law or anything like that, but... Uh, there's a few things about it I find a little concerning about about the uh, the rhetoric around it um, that comes about all the time anyway, and I'll, I'll just tell you my experience with it with it in general. Uh, so Queensland Parliament has passed a law reform, I should say it properly, a law reform that allows the naming of accused rapists before they stand at trial. Uh, so this this change. Uh, it says that this change brings Queensland in line with the rest of the country, with the Northern Territory being the only jurisdiction that currently maintains a defendant's anonymity in these cases. The new legislation is expected to take effect from October 3rd, 2023. Uh, so I'm going to read a bit of a story, uh, a news article here from, uh, comes from the, <laughs> the not dubious at all ABC. Uh, anyway, uh, and we'll just go through a few things. And I, I want to tell you a bit about my uh, own experience with a couple of um, a couple of jobs while I was in the police uh, that around sexual uh, sexual accusation charges, sexual sexual accusations. Can't talk properly today. Anyway, so let's check out this story together. So from the ABC, like I said, so accused rapists can soon be named before being committed to stand trial after. Changes to archaic laws in Queensland. Uh, it says that adults charged with rape and other sexual offences in Queensland can soon be publicly named before they are committed to stand trial before, sorry, after new laws passed Parliament. Uh, obviously, these charges, they won't, changes won't take effect till October 3rd. The move has been welcomed by sexual assault advocates who say the archaic laws were born out of the false assumption that people maliciously made up complaints to damage reputations. I will stop right there. I and look, if you if you've if you've uh, been involved in law enforcement for long enough, eventually you will come across a job or two where people do make up allegations specifically for that reason. Um, false. Yeah, people maliciously make up complaints to damage the reputations of other people. It does happen. So the you know even with this article to put out this idea that basically you know that that just never happens. They're false assumptions. People would never maliciously make up complaints just to damage other people's re reputations. But you're involved in law enforcement for long enough. People will come along and make up the weirdest stories for the strangest reasons. You try and wrap your head around it and think, why? Why would you do that to someone else? And whatever reason they have, whether it's just born out of 
pure revenge, whether it's acting on someone else's behalf because they, you know, someone else has talked them into it sometimes, which you've seen happened. Anyway, I'll continue. You, you, just to just to say that, you know, completely false. No one would ever do this. You can see the line that they're already going down with that, uh, you know, this kind of thing would never, never happen. Um, like I said, my experience, yeah, unfortunately, it does happen. Uh, anyway, I'll continue on. So what's changed? The changes mean adults accused of rape or certain sexual offences can be named by the media before they are committed to stand trial. Uh, it brings Queensland into line with the rest of the country. Uh, the sexual offences include rape, attempt to commit rape, assault with attempt to commit rape, and sexual assault. This means those offences will be treated the same as all other criminal offences in Queensland regarding publishing information about a person accused of an offence. It says why it is important. Women's Legal Service CEO Nadia Bromley said the changes were significant because it meant victims of sexual violence will be treated equally in the justice system. The existing distinction in the law was based on harmful and outdated myths about sexual offences, she said, uh, whereas national and international research consistently demonstrates that instances of sexual assault are significantly underreported and have lower rates of prosecution and conviction than other offences. Now, this word here is really, this is where I I start to take uh umbrage with you know it's 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 these outdated myths that people make up false complaints or the complaints are easily made and if there's one thing that victim survivors of sexual assault can tell us is that the process is anything but easy now here, here she is Yvette Darth anyway speaking in parliament attorney general Yvette Darth got no idea how she made attorney general Actually, I do, because they like to promote uh, the people who are very underqualified in our uh, Queensland Parliament, Queensland Government. Uh, if you're underqualified, then you're definitely qualified. Uh, she said, rape myths. So this constant use, this constant use of this, this phrase about being rape myths, it's all a myth. Anyone comes and accuses you, well, there's no way it can be a myth. There is... You know, these rape myths have no place in our society. Obviously, the person being accused is guilty. That's what that's the, the narrative that they're putting forward. Uh, these these changes were made in response to a recommendation from the second um, Women's Society and Justice Task Force report. I'll go down how it um how it will work under the new legislation. Applicants, which include includes defendants complainants and the prosecution will have three business days to apply for a non-publication order uh so listen look like i said i'm not necessarily against uh against the the reform in general i mean it just brings us up into into line with other other charges you know if you're if you're charged with uh if you're being accused of murder or attempted murder or something like that uh, obviously you can be named the the narrative I don't like that we're that we're constantly being it's constantly being pushed upon us is that obviously the person who's being accused as soon as they're being accused they're already guilty so like they said in this article uh, 
Assault advocates say the archaic laws were born out of the false assumption that people maliciously made up complaints to, to damage reputations and we're constantly being pushed and the narrative that's constantly being pushed is that it's a myth that people would make up allegations. So look, I'll tell you a little bit about my experience. I didn't have a lot to do with many rape cases while I was involved in the police, but I'll tell you three, uh, three instances where there was uh, allegations of rape. One was very serious. Oh, the, the very first one, um, and it was a bit late. I was still doing general duties, but we were, uh, there, there was a, a call put out. Um, I was working in the, in the, in the far northern region. Um, a call, call put out. Uh, so a, a female, can't remember the age, probably uh, early 30s, late 20s, early 30s, maybe. Uh, she'd been uh, accused of being, sorry, uh, she'd been raped in her home and she was in a like a farmhouse at a uh in the in amongst surrounded by cane fields um the house was just there by itself um she'd been raped violently violently raped uh she'd eventually gotten away the the perpetrator had uh, fled um and she's disheveled run out found a road pulled up i think it was a tourist bus um, full of, I think it was international tourists or something, flagged them down. She's all bloodied, like I said, disheveled, bloody. They've taken her back, called ambulance, all this stuff. We've raced up there. I remember going up through the scene, uh, sorry, through the house where this has all happened, just me and my partner. We were the first ones on scene, going up to clear the house, you know, weapons drawn, clearing one room at a time. I remember walking up, um, going up the the steps, I think it was three steps you go up. There was um, a big open living area, uh, female underwear laying there on the floor, um, blood on the floor, blood splattered in different places. We've cleared all the rooms. There's stuff strewn all over the house. Um, cleared that, gone on, moved on to another area, found out who this guy was moved on and eventually we, we've caught him a couple of things have happened in the meantime um detectives were there getting statements uh sorry back at they were somewhere else at the hospital I think getting statements finding out what happened they've called us said this is what happened hey we need to find this guy uh a couple of hours later yeah we've we've um i found him i actually arrested him so and you know there was no doubt okay this guy had raped and he he kind of came out hands up after realizing that uh we're kind of pulling the town apart, basically hunting for him. And uh, it was only a small place. And um, he's kind of come out, hands in the air in the middle of the street. Uh, it's very tempting just to, but just, yep, okay, arrested him, took him in. That was all good. So that was uh, the actual, the first actual rape. Now, the very first job that I'd ever come to, I was very new in my police policing career. I remember we were out doing nights, uh, I think I was in Cairns and we were, I think it was like maybe one, two in the morning. And uh, there was this call comes out on the radio. There was a sexual assault. I think the words were used that uh, a woman was being raped right now. Um, a rape was in progress. Uh, it was just out of the city center, uh, not far away. I think it was a Friday or maybe a Saturday night. I think it was about one or two in the morning. Everyone is just going to, going to the scene. 
I remember we were about uh, second, maybe third car vehicle on the scene. My partner and I, I can't remember who I was with. Um, we get there and there was basically in Cairns, you know, we had, uh, you've gone down a main road and you've turned into a, a side street and there's a block of apartments, there's a vacant block and then there's another block of apartments and behind there's a block of apartments. Anyway, I've gotten out, freaking all pumped up. Yeah, where are we going? We're getting this fella. And the officers, uh, another senior officer is coming back. I think it was actually the DDO who was the first one on scene. Uh, DDO is the district duty officer. Uh, so it's a senior sergeant. I think generally that's the DDO. I think it ended up that he was the first one on scene. Now, <laughs> we get there and I'm all pumped like, yep, yeah, hunting someone. What are we doing? And I'm like, what, what's everyone doing? Everyone's kind of like sheepish, sheepishly walking back towards cars and like mumbling, kind of giggling what the heck's going on. So in the end, what had happened was uh, this young girl, when I say young, she's old enough to go nightclubbing. She's gone out for the evening. She's, if you don't know Cairns, Cairns is a very touristy town. A lot of tourists go there. A lot of backpackers go there. She's gone out, gone nightclubbing. Uh, she's met up with a young, I think he was a Brazilian guy. Things have gotten very uh, amicable, very amorous between the couple. They've decided to go back to her place uh, from the nightclub, walk back to her place. Uh, along the way, um, things have gone a little, uh, were going very well, I suppose you could say, for them. Um, and, you know, one thing led, led to another. They couldn't... Um, couldn't hold down their passions and decided to uh decided to become uh amorous in the vacant lot um apparently things were so noisy that the, the neighbors in the surrounding buildings thought that this uh young lass was being raped called it in as yes young girl is down there in the vacant block being raped uh so like i said all officers hands on deck going because we're going to uh prevent this crime from happening um and arrest a very bad dude uh senior officer walks back and sheepishly tells everyone the story about no no things have just gone down and they just apparently couldn't wait to get back to the girl's house and the girl the young girl was extremely embarrassed and then they uh quietly walked back to their apartment, which they should have done in the first place. Now, I remember at that time thinking it's probably good that the senior officer got to this job first because all I could imagine was a couple of really young, young coppers, a couple of young blokes getting out of their car, weapons drawn, maybe, you know, walking through, running through the, the vacant block, weapons drawn in, in the soul, in the, uh, in the soul position, you know, armed police, old mate turns around, hands in the air, what's going on? Things get mistaken. Someone gets shot. I'm sitting there thinking, man, that could have gone, that could have gone so many bad directions. Probably lucky that the senior officer was the first one on scene, maybe a bit more level-headed and just not like me and just wants to run out and like, yep, we're hunting someone. Let's go. Thought, Okay. So it was interesting. Anyway, that kind of played in my mind for a bit. Thought, well, that could have turned out very differently. The third one, the third one. Now, I, I wasn't really involved in this. I was just involved in discussions about it. I was working in another area up in the far north. And I remember uh, the detectives 
connected with this uh, with this area. It's been very quiet for a couple of days, and I thought that was a bit strange because you know normally everything's a lot of banter going on, and uh, you know we mix in with jobs and this kind of thing. Anyway, I've gone into the office and we're talking about what happened. They said, "Tommy, pull me in. Just tell me, oh, this is what's been going on." So this young girl's gone out um, nightclubbing again. Gone out nightclubbing. So she's got a boyfriend. She's gone out with, uh, I can't remember if it was by herself or with some girlfriends, gone out to a club, uh, decided to go out without the boyfriend. She's uh, met up with someone else, hooked up with someone else at uh, at this nightclub. But uh, basically, long story short, uh, she's ended up sleeping with this guy, or having sex with this guy. The next day, boyfriend, girlfriend and boyfriend, he's asked her what's going on, what'd she do, you know, where'd she go, why was she home so late and all this stuff. Uh, out of all her guilt, she, the guilt that she feels because she's slept with this guy, this other guy, she's told the boyfriend that she's been raped. Now, look, hats off to this bloke. Instead of just firing up and saying, well, I'm going to kill this fella. I'm not sure if they knew him or what, whatever had happened. He's insisted, well, you've been raped. We have to take this to the police. So he's like, yep, we're going to the police. And uh, just um, basically just made sure she's gotten in the car. We're going to the police. We're reporting this. So she's come to the police. She's reported all this. Detectives have taken all this. Uh, They've interviewed her, gotten her statements, everything. Yep, she's been raped. Um, You know, do everything like that. All the testing, everything that has to be done. Uh, Then they've gone around to see the uh the young chap who's been accused of this rape he's utterly denied everything obviously everything was on the up and up this was uh consensual this is what his story is met at the club whatever i can't remember i think they might have known each other vaguely met at this club everything was consensual she wanted to do this so this is kind of i remember the detective said they thought from the start that there was something very weird about this girl's story it didn't add up it just didn't add up okay so this has gone on for about a week. They've continued investigating, try to get different statements from people and find out what's happened. Obviously, there's other statements saying, you know, everything seemed very friendly at the nightclub and all this kind of thing. So uh, it was a bit strange that now she'd been raped and all this. But uh, so eventually a week goes by and the the guilt has gotten to this, uh, this female, this young lady, and um, threw out some questioning. She's come clean and said no made up the story, just felt guilty, didn't want to admit to my girl, my boyfriend that I'd actually just cheated on him and slept with someone else. Again, always stuck in my mind thinking, because I was all, I was generally of the opinion that well, someone comes and accuses um, and says, hey, I've been raped. Well, I probably had a bit of a closed mind about it. I thought, well, you've been raped. I, I, I can honestly say I would never have questioned, I would never have, questioned very much the uh the legit the legitimacy of that accusation and what like i said i'm not against this new law where they say um where they want to name these people what i think is a bad road for us to go down is the sensationalism that's uh that's being spouted off here like with uh this women's legal service ceo saying that um it meant that uh the existing distinction in the law is based on harmful and outdated myths about sexual assault. 
that it's all myth and in the vet Darth coming out in uh, in Parliament saying rape myths had no place in our society. Uh, as unfortunate as, as it is, people make false accusations. Women and men, you, you have to face the facts. Like I said, I'm not against if someone's being charged with something. I'm not, I'm not particularly against it. But can we get rid of this narrative where we're just automatically assuming that because someone's made an accusation, especially if a female has made an accusation, they are automatically 100% true. And the man definitely, definitely guilty before the, before it's even gone to trial. This is, this is the narrative that we're constantly told. They have to be, the woman's made a statement. This must be true. And, uh, the sooner we open our eyes and realize that uh, we're not living in a society where everything is black and white and, and people do actually lie and people do actually make false accusations and people aren't, aren't guilty just because someone has come out and said they are. Well, then the better off they'll be, the better off we'll be. Anyway, that's just my opinion. Let me know what you think. Uh, thanks for listening to the slippery slope. They just fuel the desire, they will take me higher. I'm on fire because nothing's gonna bring me down. Nothing's gonna bring me down. Nothing's gonna stop me now. No more deals to be done. I'm